Welcome back to another episode, ladies and gentlemen. Today is August 1st, 2022. It is about 4 p.m. in the afternoon. And uh, here with another episode with your host, The D is Silent. Uh, I'm going to start building this episode. Um, and we got some very interesting news that I haven't really covered because I'm waiting to get some more info about it but some info has dropped <clears throat> we are getting a Kong versus Godzilla sequel and I couldn't be happier because I'm excited for Godzilla excited for I love Kong Skull and I, I love that whole how they did Kong um been a big fan of big monster movies for a while and and I want to say this before I get into it I went to Universal Studios Hollywood um, I don't know if I may mention to that today but when Rode the Mummy um, Jurassic Park The Ride and what I did the last time which I really 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 enjoyed was I did the the tram tour uh, it took about an hour to get on and uh, they took off the old classic Kong, um, and they put in the Stephen Jackson's uh, Kong versus a T Rex thing, and that was really good. Um, and that's what I kind of want to talk about. But we have some news about Kong versus Godzilla two. It's going to be a bit of an origin story. And I kind of felt that they were going to go that route because they left a lot on the table versus Kong versus Godzilla. A, a lot to chew chew on. Hollow Earth, Godzilla post his battle with Kong. And honestly, I went back and forth on it. I watched. I actually watched the movie recently with my niece. Um, <clears throat> I felt that they handicapped Kong big time in the movie um, and I'm a Godzilla fan they, they handicapped Kong first he was tied to the boat half drugged out doped out um, and then they didn't really release him until he was already submerged he, you know he was already like gasping for air so he was already a little bit fucked up in his initial bout and then it was in the middle of the ocean that was you got to disqualify that initial meeting. Um, then when they met up in Hong Kong, it was a little bit more even, and I thought it would. I thought that's how the match really played out. It was a really even match. Uh, Godzilla getting the best of him because Kong tore up his arm. But I think with now that Kong has had that experience in fighting Godzilla. Uh, firsthand, after not having to deal with that his whole life, he probably could. He probably could take Godzilla out now. Now that he knows what what he's up against, um, Kong could probably. I think as Kong is the smarter of the animals, could probably take him out now. I think they didn't really answer the question in this one as they didn't answer it. Well, in the old ones they did. They had Kong beating Godzilla in the old ones, but it really wasn't a, a certified winner because Godzilla may or may not have came up from the water 
Um, it's kind of even. Then again, they didn't really answer it. To me, they didn't really answer it in this latest iteration. But we're getting a sequel, a part two. I don't think they're going to scrap it out as much. I think they probably will have them fight again. But it's going to be a more of like, okay, just Godzilla's going to test his might against Kong. Kong's going to have all the answers against Godzilla this second time around. And Godzilla's going to see that and be like, oh shit, like, okay, this is a worthy opponent that if I die or I get impaired, he can lead the other animals, the other titans on Earth against... And that's probably what's going to happen. I kind of feel like Godzilla's going to get injured. And Kong is going to take lead in demanding that the other titans, the other kaiju help. Uh, but it is an origin story, so I do, I do believe they're going to go back. Because if you look at Kong, at both Kong and Godzilla's stories... There's a lot to go on. Godzilla, that I'm, that I'm aware of, there's at least one, two, there's at least three different Godzillas in the universe that exist already. You have the one in the, in the first one in um, Godzilla 2014. The skeletal remains of a Godzilla in underneath. It was burrowed in the Godzilla body, and that one it was that. That's not that was in a hollowed out core, a cavity. Um, but it was not the Godzilla that we've seen on screen. Then we have the Godzilla that we've come to know recently, um, Legendary's Godzilla. We have that one, so there's two off the bat. And then we come to find out that there was a third one that was sacrificed or beaten or killed in the hollow earth with Kong there's three that we know of and I'm I don't know if Godzilla is the last of his kind there may be other Godzillas out there maybe one or maybe two um so I kind of feel like that that is a highly possibility maybe the Godzilla that Kong meets is not the Godzilla that we're accustomed to uh, we don't know how them two... Godzilla probably went to go recover. Um, maybe we're going to get a different iteration of another Godzilla that's roaming the Hollow Earth. Yet unaware of Kong. And he's been ruling without a challenge to his leadership. And maybe that's where Kong and Godzilla square off. Maybe a, a less... A, a, a younger Godzilla, um, a little bit, and that kind of that kind of happens. And Godzilla versus Destroyer, you know, Junior fights and ends up getting killed by Destroyer, and then Big Goji comes and saves the day. That I could see a scenario like that playing out in this next film that they do because I think they're gonna get. I think they're gonna go all out. I hope to God it isn't the last we see of Godzilla and Kong on screen together and and also not the last they do. I know they're going to come out with that Apple Plus TV show which may be the only reason I get Apple Plus. Um, <clears throat> but I would love and, and again I've talked about that before too. I would love for them to just not put the people I want to just see just straight Kaiju with minimal story. Like I would love to see just 
Godzilla just chilling around going about his life. Well, look, love to see other Titans. Um, as we've seen in King of the Monsters, uh, I would love to see some of those other Titans, how they moved around, how what they were about, you know, before, like an origin story for that, too. Um, but we have got our first nuggets about it, so the hype train has now started for me. Again, this will be the third or fourth film, fifth film, whatever it is now that we've had. Just a treat. I'm still kind of hoping that they somehow cross and bring in Pacific Rim. I would love for them to bring back Mechagodzilla in, in another way. I would love for them to bring back Mecha Ghidorah, Mecha Kong. Um, Gigan is out there. We've also got, um, I mean, I don't know what you guys' favorite kaiju is, but we got, there's so many. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, Jet Jaguar is out there. there there's so many. Uh, well, we already seen Rodan, but I wouldn't mind seeing Rodan done better. You know, I would love to see Mothra make a comeback. Oh, there, there's so many out there. I mean, Gamera is out there, too. I don't know if they're going to take it that far. I think they want to keep it based right around Toho's shit. Uh, I would love to see them bring back the, the Mutos. I would love to see them bring back or make different Mutos. I mean, we've got a taste of that. Kong, when he first arrived into the Hollow Earth, he was greeted by essentially a, a Muto face hugger of sorts. That was kind of dope. I would love to see as I would love to see that a little more. And I could see that Kong didn't have his axe. Maybe that's why they went to go fight him, take advantage. Because you get the axe and you cut their wings off. I mean, those animals are essentially on the run from Kong at that point. Uh, that's where really Kong having a weapon really separates himself from the rest of the animals down there. Um, I would also love to see another Kong, you know, maybe... A younger Kong, a Kong, uh, maybe an older Kong, you know, so he's not so alone that he feels that place, you know, maybe even a, a wife of sorts, you know, that's kind of been Kong's deal, but I think they could steer away from that now. Um, they could steer away from his story being so lonely. He's got maybe make that a thing, have him meeting his new his new family compared to who he's been hanging out with the, the young girl from um, Godzilla vs. Kong the, the one that could sign you know pulling away from that but also teaching his family some things bring, maybe introducing that would be, be an interesting dynamic to see because um, obviously Kong is smart and was able to pick up sign and communicate and I think that could be a thing going forward. That's how the humans... There's the orca that exists that was just making noises. But they have an actual way now of communicating from one kaiju to the next. Uh, or from them to the kaiju to other kaijus in the series. Um, and how big is the Monsterverse going to go? Hopefully another film or two. Uh, I could see them kind of pausing it at that point. Because I kind of feel like Marvel's still on this tremendous run, as I've stated in the past. Um, and they need time to build. These studios 
This is why, I mean, I would love to have a kaiju movie a year, every year, or like two a year. But that's just not the case because Legendary is wrapped up in other projects. You got, you know, I believe Dune. Uh, and these years take a couple, these movies take, these franchises take a couple years to get production and get it, get it rolling and timed out and mapped out and actors need the time. And da 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 da. Fortunately for Godzilla and Kong, they are not actors. They can some of that work can be done ahead of time. And those characters are already CGI built. Just some touch-ups, some new lighting, story script. There's not much has to go into making a Godzilla vs. Kong affair anymore. Maybe the new monster. Um, but I do believe that it's gonna be uh, Godzilla vs. Kong team up this time again. But not from the jump again. I think you're going to kind of follow what happened in Godzilla. King Kong versus Godzilla. Um, but in the Hollow Earth. And I do believe there will be a big bad at the end. And I kind of want that big bad to be in this one. To show up towards the end. Do the deed. Maybe he's going to cut off Kong's arm. Maybe he'll destroy uh, the younger Godzilla and they're going to try to figure out a way in the sequel to that of how to repair Kong and then how to get Godzilla down to the Hollow Earth without the communication that exists between Kong or, or that, doesn't, that exists between Kong and people and not necessarily Godzilla and people. So I could see it being a two-part a two affair if I was the studios, that's what I would do. I'd be like, okay, and then we'll get you a couple of side projects and series. We'll get maybe two seasons of series. Let that run, let that stew, and then we'll, um, you know, maybe we'll venture out after that. Dabble our feet into maybe another third season. Or maybe another movie, maybe two more movies after the Slade one. But I think these movies, just like any franchise, they're, it's, um... You know, NFL, not for long. It's, we're going to put up $150 million, $180 million. You need to make $400, $350 million, $400 million for it to make sense. If it doesn't do it, we're not going to green light another movie, you know. And I kind of feel that that puts a lot of pressure on kaiju fans, myself personally. Uh, because I'm a believer in guys. I, I believe you could take a young kid to those movies. See big monsters on the screen, Kong with an axe, uh, flying creatures, and things exploding. And I think that would sell. It's really, I mean, that's essentially Jurassic Park. <clears throat> Jurassic Park, but on steroids. So I think it sells. But I, my only concern is that it's so far between the different movies. I think audience retention kind of falters, and that's why. Again, Marvel is... Marvel, if they had to wait three years to make out of every movie to this phase, Avengers 1 does not get off the feet. And it's, you know, just... It just, you know, it just is what it is. I mean, it's just, you know... Who knows what would happen. This DC is suffering from this. A lot of franchises are suffering from this. But... Nonetheless, movies are successful. I mean, we just seen with Top Gun having a 20 plus year, almost 30 year layoff and coming back roaring to roaring to the top of the box office. 
and is undoubtedly one of the best movies financially that's hit this year. And I think Godzilla can hit, if they do it right, they can hit something out the ballpark like that. Like, boom, here's an $800 million or $750 million Godzilla movie. We've got Kong in it. We've got Godzilla in it. We've got them losing. We've got some origin to it. We've got, you know, some, you know... A series so people can go watch that at their leisure over and over and over and over. And that's kind of what I feel that's going to happen. That's what I kind of feel is going on here. I think the ball is now moving. Uh, I think it starts filming this year in October, if I'm not mistaken. It's going to be an or I've heard it's going to be an origin story. It may change as time goes on. I kind of feel that time... Time will tell. Uh, As soon as we get some... I mean, it's not going to be... Because the movie's not going to come out to 2024. It's what I've heard March 2024. So we got a ways away. It got more than 18 months. So there's a ways away. I wouldn't expect the trailer to come out till late next year. We're a year away from a trailer. Uh, and maybe longer because, as was the case for Kong vs. Godzilla, they were... The studio was smart. Everybody knew the movie was happening. They said, "Fuck it. We're not We're not going to spend the money on advertisement like we would as we normally would. We're just going to advertise it 3 weeks before it comes out in theaters. Save ourselves that 10 15, 20 million dollar budget allotted for that. And so the movie, instead of costing 170 million, 150 million, maybe it only cost 140, 150 million, 130 million. And, uh, and then they made whatever, 300 plus million, 400 million, 500 million, whatever it made. And maybe, maybe they will have that same scenario again. Maybe. We won't need it because this Apple series will maybe come out, hopefully come out before then and start really building some momentum, keeping the the conversation fresh. Like, oh, this Godzilla series dropped on Apple Plus TV. Go and check it out. It's really good. The kids will love it, you know, in May and subscribe to Apple they're giving it away for free you know with your phone something like that and then as they build up towards the end you know maybe they'll have like Godzilla and Kong will meet again and you know in the end credits like maybe they'll have them meet again and they can do something that's again that's kind of what I'm talking about with Marvel Marvel's very smart Disney is very smart about their marketing. Not only do they drop out trailers, steals, but then they have these series. They have it's it's everything. It's the games, it's people talking about it. It doesn't stop. And they don't need us put so much on promotion and so many people, oh you gotta check it out on the the NBA final. And then they do they do anyways, but it's not as heavy handed the advertisement as you would think. They built the brand. It's time now for Godzilla to build the brand, Kong to build the brand for them. These are big name 
character has been around for years and the ball is rolling i think the i think the next project was lit green lit and uh hopefully it does well but as we get some more info i don't expect we get much info till late this year early next year maybe some set clues maybe some stills images maybe a, a synopsis at some point i don't expect the trailer till late next year like boy oh boy maybe in the summer maybe it'll drop in the summer maybe the timeline moves up who knows uh covid is not behind us but it's in the rearview mirror so to speak it's back there it's not completely out of view though um but this monkeypox is i don't know what's going on with that um but if i had to get a shot for monkeypox i'm going to um but beyond that yes uh we are getting a congress of godzilla sequel and i can see them losing at the end of it that's what i kind of i mean just we're gonna get more info but that's what i kind of feel that they're gonna there's gonna be a trilogy with them three of them two um first taking on mechagazza and then taking on something very dastardly and i think actually might bring back mechagazza um kong and godzilla all on the same team i wish that we could have had pacific rim Maybe that is still a possibility. That's always a possibility. Because you don't really have to put Mechagodzilla back. You can get uh you can have Pacific Rim just collide into the universe. They could just be a thing now. Maybe they could okay, they figured out mech tech so it doesn't go out of control. And essentially it's a uh, a Jaeger bot and but as it was the case uh, Jet Jaguar and Godzilla have often crossed paths maybe it'll be fashion similar to that but you know done up like Pacific Rim maybe it'll take the three of them to bring down perhaps Space Godzilla was uh, you know one of those that was able to take on multiple kaiju at once uh could be destroyer we could get a storyline like that um i wouldn't even put it past him bringing back Ghidorah, another Ghidorah from space uh maybe it's gigan i mean it'd be interesting to see who the villain is um we were all kind of waiting for info about godzilla versus kong we got it and then Immediately when the trailer hit, everybody knew Mechagodzilla was in it. I was uh, wondering what was going to happen there, but Mechagodzilla ended up being the villain. <clears throat> and we know what happens there. So as more information comes on and we get some stills and some maybe a little story breakdown, you know, I'm going to talk about this the whole way till the movie comes out. So with that said, I'm going to pause this episode here and we'll come back and talk about something else when I get... A little bit more content here. Hang tight. Welcome back, everybody. Come back to do this episode. This is not what I wanted to do, but it's absolutely pertinent that I talk about it. Um, I know we just talked about Kong versus Godzilla briefly. 
Um, but there's been, you know, some developments. Today is uh, August 3rd. Uh, it's about 6.30 in the morning. I'm on my way to work. Uh, you know, things happen the way they do. Uh, I kind of wanted to do, you know, a funner episode, but we're going to talk, you know, I'm going to switch subjects here, a little bit more somber. Talk about uh, the passing of Vin Scully and what that means. Uh... I've been a Dodger fan, as you guys have well known. Dodgers uh, made an incredible one to win the World Series uh, two or three years removed now. No, I think like two years. It was right when COVID hit. And, you know, I thought it was a great, you know, they had a great run. And they've been a good team uh, for a while now. At least several years, eight years, nine years now. You know, they won so many, um, they win the division so many times. And then, you know, they just muscled their way to the top. Um, but with that, with, in regards to that, I also feel that, you know, as a Dodger fan, you know, you kind of correlate it with the uh, ITF. DB, you know, it's time for Dodgers baseball. And the iconic way of saying it is Vince Scully's way. It's, it's time for Dodgers baseball. You know, he kind of reminds me. I mean, it's kind of one of the last voices you hear that kind of remind you of like that old school radio broadcaster, that old school TV um, he had that type of voice that was really old school. And, and I know, you know, when they, when Hollywood is so interesting, when Hollywood goes to do like retro movies, they look for those voices and they just, you know, even though they have a good idea of how that sounds and whatnot, it's just so fascinating that he was still going. I mean, he just retired from broadcasting a couple years ago. Um, I want to say about five, six years ago now. Seven, eight at the most. I don't think it's been that long, though. But four, five, six years ago. You know, and he's called games. He he was 94. First of all, Vince Scully has lived a long life. Long. He was born, I think, in 27, 1927. He lived all the way to 2022. That's flipping crazy. Uh, yeah, 1927. At the ripe, tender age of 94 years old. He almost made it to a Honda. That's crazy. Um, but the man lived a long life. And he was the Dodgers broadcaster for, I don't know, my whole life. Well, actually not my whole life, but for the most part of my life. So we used to watch Dodger games. He used to just call the games. And, um, you know, I had never seen a Dodgers World Series in real life. Uh, Or at least not when I was old enough to care about sports. 
Um, I forget when they won back in the 80s, but Osborne 85. So I mean, they may have won in 85 or 86. I don't really remember the Dodgers championships. But then they went a long time without winning. And I remember we were close a couple times with Manny Ramirez. We had Matt Camp. Uh, we were close. The pieces of the puzzle were there. We just couldn't get past uh, the Philadelphia Phillies uh, or the Cardinals. We couldn't get past certain teams. Couldn't get over that hump. Uh, but Vince Scully was there. The one constant in baseball, you know, especially Dodgers baseball, is, was his voice and him calling games. And I, honestly... As I had gone to, I've gone to many Dodger games. I've probably been to like 40 or 50 Dodger games a lifetime now. I kind of feel like, you know, he'd wave to the crowd and you hear his voice, even though he's been retired now, call out, it's time for Dodgers baseball. And actually, I think, you know, Kind of, you know, you kind of, he just kind of grew on you. Um, him and the, the stories he had were just absolutely wild. And how he could just quickly, I mean, I podcast and I chattered up for an hour or so, or 45 minutes, maybe like a little bit more than an hour. And sometimes at the end of it, I'm like, wow, that was a lot. But he was doing stories upon stories for hours. You know, baseball games are long. They're almost some of them are almost four hours long, plus extra innings. And to keep it going, and to know a whole entire roster, and you know, things of the nature. That that's that's crazy, and it's just he did that for so many years. Uh, I know towards the end he wasn't doing the away games. He was just doing the home games as to not travel, keep his workload light, I guess. But he's been talking Dodgers baseball for I don't know how many years. And I'm so glad the Dodgers won one before he won another one before he did pass. Because I, I was always thinking that too. I was like, man, they got to win one. They had that, They had that going a couple years ago. It was win for Vin, like, like, win for Vin Scully. It was his retirement season, and they didn't win that year. And as much to the chagrin as it is in baseball, um, you know, they didn't win for him. But they eventually won, and he got to see it. Got to see the Dodgers get back to the top of the top of the. Uh, top of the pile you know be top dogging and we still maintain a good presence in baseball we're still one of the best teams assembled and um, that's all I can say I'm I'm really glad the Dodgers did that and much you know Al Davis you know he didn't get to see his team win Again, before he passed, and uh, you know, and that kind of sucks. You know, I really wish you know, I wish the man was still alive. I wish Vince Scully was still alive. Like, obviously, it's just you know, 
one of those things. I kind of feel also with Vince Scully passing, I think the Dodgers can finally um, not necessarily, but I think the Dodgers can finally as far as the broadcasting goes, I know they have new people in there, but they give them a little bit more shine, a little bit more, you know. The announcers right now, they have, they really have to grow into their own now. And I, and I know a lot of the organization knows Vince Scully, and they know a lot of the organization, you know, the players knew him and stuff. Uh, but it's the turning of the the tide now I think I think really is what it is I think Vince Scully needs to be he was go from being the Dodgers broadcaster for so many years to he was the Dodgers broadcaster for so many years to just he was Vince Scully and let the new batch of people that have been at it for a couple years now really let them flourish I think that's really what it to me is going to happen I think they need to Because I honestly, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, to me, it's honestly just, they need to chug at it for 30 years and they need to call some historic games. And they have called some really, but you don't really get to see, when things are good and everything's going good, everything's good in gravy. But I want to see these guys call the games when, when the Dodgers are bad. And when they've been bad and they stay bad and they're bad and then, you know, you're like, just like my radio, you're scratching at your head, you're pulling your hair out, hair out of your head. Give them a 20-year run where they're just, where we're just mediocre. And just, you know, I want to feel that excitement when we do start, you know, chipping away at getting back to being Dodgers again. We're good right now and everything is good and gravy right now um we might even win in the chip this year who knows but i need to see those cats when they're when we're when when we're you know our chips are down and we're down and you know like the angels angels are going through that right now but the die i mean the dodgers will eventually return to being not a good baseball team i don't know what the what the issue will be, but um, we will, and then to see them come back and to have an announcer call a game, it all of it makes sense at that point in time when they come back and they'll get some shining, you know. And people will remember that they'll remember when the Dodgers were bad, and then when the Dodgers came back to being good again. But you know, for now it's it's Vince Scully's time. But I'm I'm thinking now that now this is Vince Scully's era is over. He didn't leave on bad terms. He didn't leave. You know, it's not like the Dodgers ever betrayed him. Then um, it's crazy. His story. He came all the way from Brooklyn, moved with the team to sunny California, and then just stayed the course. I mean, he could have went back. I mean, at any point. Um, they just don't make cats like that anymore that are loyal to the core and that, you know, were genuinely decent people. I don't really know. You know, 
you don't really know what happened 50 years ago if maybe he was smooching on a girl and inappropriately I mean there's uh, it seems to be nowadays with the injection of the internet and so on and so forth that you know a lot of things come to light very quickly very rapidly even with the players uh, coaches organizations owners you know as much as they do is they try to hide it some some stuff comes out accusations of whatever and I think for the you know and I wouldn't be surprised I mean I would be surprised if Vince Scully was attached to those sort of things but I mean you gonna say I'm gonna say that he wasn't because you know somebody would have said something so I mean you could just imagine him being loyal to the organization a well-rounded you know person through and through with the wife and all that and then just you know did his work the man the man paid his debt to any anybody anywhere I mean it's just crazy if you think about it just staying with an organization even though um, you're missing birthdays you're missing holidays you're missing family you're missing you know so many things you know weekends you don't have the weekends off and I and I get it a lot of people can sit back and look at like baseball players or the organization say yeah they get played to pay baseball like big money what are the you know but it is a grind I mean baseball is a long season in general I mean the hundred some odd games I mean I don't really know how many games they play but it's a hundred hundred plus plus a postseason if there is some and it's just one of those things like crazy it's just crazy to fathom like man that man was there in that booth for all them games for all them years uh you know and just again like games happen Monday Monday through Sunday um you have to get double headers I mean there's so many so many things like that wild it just one of those things that you just, yeah it's just absolutely wild to think that as I got cut off there by a phone call it's just wild to, to just sit and think about all the stuff that Vince Scully did for all those years you know it's just mind blowing and they just, like I said they just don't make characters or people like Vince Scully anymore I mean I don't know about you guys but you know most of the people out there don't love their job I want to say at least 80 to 90% of the population does not love their job. Uh, Whatever it is, whether you're being a truck driver, whether you're being uh, a computer technician, whether whether your job is an accountant, whether you're um, a school teacher, most of the people don't like their jobs. There is, you know, and, and honestly... Everybody wants to believe that the school teachers love their jobs. No, they don't. Not all of them. Uh, my mother was a bus driver. I know a lot of people hated that job too. And sometimes you, you come, you find out jobs like, oh, they're working for the city. Uh, they handle, the, you know, 
And like in those, you find out that people hate that job too. Even though they get every holiday, they get these great hours, they get benefits, and you're like, how could you hate that job? It's the easiest job in the world. Did people hate it? People hate their jobs. You just, I'm gonna just tell you, break it down how rare Vince Scully was. So not only do you have, I want to say, high eighty to ninety percent of people hate their jobs, but then how many people get hired by a job? Let's say you get hired by a computer company like Microsoft back in the 30s or 40s whenever Vince started broadcasting and then just stay with it all for the rest of your life it's not many people who do there's not many people who have the loyalty to stay like that and beyond retirement I just think Vince Scully was just so used to the routine so used to the grind that he kind of felt like you know what if I stop doing this that will be the end of Vince and maybe he was right maybe you know but I do know you get tired you know he was he had to be in his high 80s when he retired like I said it was probably four or five six years ago I don't think it was 7, 8 when he did retire. So he was close to being 90 when he finally gave it up. Uh, and I just can't, I just don't know how many people could do that. Stay at one job and not even, and then not only that, not even, you know, it's not like he took five years off or he took a year off or, you know, he uh, did this or did that or he went to go call games for the White Sox for a little bit. No. Stayed at the same job. Not a lot. I mean, when you start breaking it down that way, I mean, he's in a handful. He's in a class all of his own. I mean, you have to go back to the old the old school cats. Uh, like my grandfather became came over from Mexico, became a contractor and stayed with it. Um, and not many people have that drive and can do it. Um, it just he's just a rare he he was a rare individual, very rare, and uh, you know I think the Dodgers are okay with him passing away. I think you know they're gonna have a somber couple of days and probably dedicate the rest of the season to him. But I do believe that I I mean I don't know how Vince Scully passed. I haven't got no details of that. I'm, I'm sure he's oh I'm sure. You know, it could have been any number of things. I don't want to speculate. You know, obviously the families, it's a private moment for them. Uh, but I do probably believe that overall the Dodgers were one one for him as of recent. And he didn't go all them years without seeing them ever return back to the greatness. And, and the fact that they're maintaining greatness still, you know, just the maintaining... Uh, so I think he got to see them get back to what, what he knows, what he loved about the team. And I'm very grateful that the team, we just hosted the All-Star Game, so I'm not sure if he was there or not or if he watched it at home like the rest of us. Uh, but, you know, rest in peace, Vince Scully. I, you know, I'll miss him too. I mean, I I genuinely missed him calling games because he was actually interesting. The new cats, uh, still, I'm still getting used to it. But, I mean, maybe after so many years, I'll, I'll finally, you know, I will be used to it. So, 
Well, that's it, guys. I'm going to get this episode posted up and uh, be back with another episode later. Till the next time.